there's like this outlook where if it's not good now, it's going to be good right around the corner. And so I really work hard with that attitude that like, it's all for the best, you know, the deal goes through, it doesn't go through. You gave it over, they heard it this way or they heard it that way. Like either way, if it's not good now, it's going to be good. And so to like kind of hold fast in that. And so that's gotten me through some crazy nights for sure. You're listening to the Every Day is a Breakthrough podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Hummel. I'm here to invite you into living your most alive and aligned life possible. On this podcast, I'll be holding the mirror for your deepest truths and desires and giving you the permission and the power to not only follow your dreams, but to walk with firm trust in all of who you are and everything that you do. So if you're somebody who's here to live out your life's purpose and you're the kind of person who gets after it no matter what, this show is for you and I hope that you get the absolute most out of listening. Well, hello and welcome back to the Everyday is a Breakthrough podcast. I am really, really, really excited um, for today's episode. I'm so excited to have Jenny Goldfarb, aka Miss Goldfarb of Unreal Delhi, on the podcast today. So welcome. Hey, thank you. So happy to be here. Yeah. Um, when I met you, so I actually, I don't know if we even met, but I connected with you at Kathy Heller's event and you shared your story about Unreal Delhi. And I'm just like, I was like, I have to have you on the podcast because I just love, I mean, every single thing about your story, like the entrepreneurial part, like the whole thing. So I'm just so excited to have you here. And yeah, let me... Thrilled to be here. And Kathy's a beloved friend. So I'm thrilled that that's the connection point. Love it. Yeah. I bought after I did the event and you were there and you shared your story. I bought your deli meat from Sprouts at our neighborhood. And I hung it up above my kitchen for a year just because I just... Did you? Yeah, I hung it up and it Luckily, my partner didn't say anything. So it's just like a deli meat container. Um, yeah, but I just love it was just such a good, you know, reminder and story. And I just so grateful to have you here. And I'd love to really meaningful to me. Beautiful. Love that we could be some meat in your belly and art on your wall. I love it. And inspiration. Sweet. Yeah. Um, deli meat and art company. But I would love so you're you started. I'll just give like a little brief and then I'll let you go. So you started a vegan deli meat company back in when you were in your early 30s you went vegan and like what I remember you sharing your story so I'll let you share a little bit more about it and you created this corned beef that's essentially now in thousands of restaurants and grocery stores all over you went on Shark Tank with it and it's just so incredible so I would love if you just kind of want to share a little bit like take us back about how this all came to be. Okay, totally. So uh, it really all started for me seeing videos of what was happening to these animals on these farms. It kind of starts in a dark place. <laughs> it gets a little sweeter at the end. But um, yeah, I had this one Facebook friend that started posting these videos. And I was just curious, like, how bad could this possibly be? And I clicked. And I mean, just broke my heart to pieces. And, you know, I'm a mom. So I feel like that like emotional response was like the first thing more than like the global warming CO2. Like that just doesn't connect for me as much as like, I see these animals. I'm like, I don't want to 
pay for that to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I don't think anyone does. It just happens so much behind closed doors. We've just accepted it as fact. And so when I started seeing these things like firsthand and realized that they were not like the extreme case, it's like what happens every day, including on like the happy farms, like the grass fed local, I realized the inconvenient truth that I had to like stop eating that and what I was going to eat. I didn't yet know. So I had a very, still have them, a meat and potatoes husband, gotten them more on the veg side, but was very meat and potatoes. And I brought him on board with this, learning how to cook painstakingly, a lot of bad meals along the way from the produce and grain sections of the grocery store. I had two little kids at the time. And then at a certain point, I was pregnant with my third daughter and I was having a hankering for like a corned beef pastrami sandwich that I hadn't had in many years. <laughs> And there was none of that on the market. So I was like, I'm going to make something. And it was a combination between stuff I found in cookbooks and things I was looking up. And I used beets for like the bloody red color. And anyway, I made this corned beef that I thought was like the most delicious thing. And friends and family were saying to me, Jenny, this is not a recipe. This is a business. And wow. so I tried to like quiet them down and let them know I'm growing a human. Isn't that not enough of a business right now? And they said, no, no, you need to make and sell this thing. And so I rented a tiny commercial kitchen for $25 an hour. And there I would bring a whole bunch of ingredients and my Vitamix blender and my big belly to this kitchen. And I would cook it and I would wash the dishes. And the days I didn't do that, I would drive around Los Angeles to try and sell it. And my proof of concept was, can I sell this to like the old school delis that like look like this? Yeah. And could we see rapid reorders? Because if I could do that, I could probably sell it anywhere. And so I got it into all these old school establishments that you'd never think anything like a veg would go near its doors. And I saw quick reorders and I got on the radar of like the local Whole Foods region. Like they knew about us and we we're talking about maybe doing a sandwich. And then I applied for Shark Tank and and I got someone actually what's known as a co-packer to start making it for me. That also happened mm -hmm. before Shark Tank, which is known as a food manufacturer. I got to like take it on to like make it per unit. So I didn't make it myself anymore. That's an important part of the story. And then <laughs> I got on to, I applied for Shark Tank on their web application. They do like all day, you can wait like in a hotel and do it in person, but then you can also just apply a really quick one online. I was wondering how you get on Shark Tank. <laughs> you just apply yeah. online. Those are the two options. The online one is like really quick. You put your like domain for your website, a couple of real quick questions. Wow. And yeah, I got a call and went through a whole bunch of application processes. And finally, I was on the show, had a tape date and everything. And I made this deal with Mark Cuban for more than double the cash I was asking for. Wow. And that was really epic. And then when that aired, it was like the roads were paved with gold for like a quick minute because then COVID hit. But in that moment, it was like our online store was going crazy, restaurant, grocery, like people were reaching out everywhere. It was like such a moment. And then like four seconds later, COVID hit. And our restaurant partners were all struggling and we came really close to going into business. And my father, who I work really closely with, got on, got COVID so badly. He was on a ventilator for almost a whole month. So it was like my family life, my business was like, it seemed like it was like all crashing. Mm. My father got this miraculous plasma donation, like in like the last possible moment, like a complete miracle. Life was saved. And the business wow. too, we created a, you mentioned the corned beef. So we created the retail packaging for the corned beef. And then we created unreal roasted turkey made of cannellini beans and celery and onions. Amazing. And steak slices, kind of like a high-end roast beef made of lentils and onions and mushrooms. So, and we're soon coming out with what's going to be our number one product. Bacon. Unreal bacon. 
and it's amazing and it's made of butternut squash and it's so damn good and it's it's going to launch in two nationwide stores this coming year so it's been amazing but it's also hard as hell it was a really tough year just so happened for plant-based meats because beyond meat stock went way down and we do something totally different because we're using whole vegetables in ours but it's still kind of in the same lump category and so we were impacted by that and then the capital markets, which means like the ability for a young company to raise money was like severely impacted by economic things happening in the world, which way impacted us. So it's been a really tough year. So I can't lie about that. But um, yeah. we're here and we're growing nonetheless and we're gritty. And, you know, it's like I feel like I'm doing the Lord's work. So I'm, I'm doing it. I'm in yeah. it. That's what's up. So good. <laughs> Thanks for laying that all out. And it's, yeah. I love like the grit piece. You're like, we're doing it. It's not easy, but here we are. And, exactly. you know, I was, I was going to ask you before, like, did you ever have, it just seems like people are like, you should do this. Like, this is so good. You should make it a thing. And like, did you ever have the vision of it or did it just sort of kind of just came to be like I made it in my kitchen the day I made it I texted my father and husband in the same text I said this is the most delicious thing I ever ate so I was already like way obsessed with it and that's good if you want that and then my mother and father-in-law came to visit soon after I made the first one and they were previously big haters of my vegan way because for whatever reason, it's very threatening to people this diet because they feel like they're like, uh-oh, am I culpable for what I'm eating now? It's like very threatening. Yeah. Like if you say I'm keto on Miami Beach diet, everyone's like, sure, no problem. We say you're vegan, people are like, wait a second. Like, what? That's not okay. What? You're so extreme, you know? Yeah. Like, no, no, killing the animals is extreme. This is normal. Anyway, I guess so- that was being gluten-free all the time. It's like the attack on whoever else is at the table. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Aw. But my in-laws, so they were very much questioning, like, how do the how are the children getting their calcium and their vitamin D? And like questions I never was asked when they were eating mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. So suddenly I'm under all the scrutiny. And so when they came to visit and they tasted it and they were like, this is amazing. I was like, hmm, maybe I'm onto something. Because <laughs> they were obviously not such lovers of this cuisine. And it was my mother-in-law who said, you're Mrs. Goldfarb. Because she's, mm. she's like my original Mrs. Goldfarb. So she goes, you, Mrs. Goldfarb, should have a corned beef business. And I was like, yeah, Mrs. Goldfarb should have a corned beef business. And then it was my husband who actually said, it's unreal. It's so good. It's unreal. Like the unreal corned beef. And I was like, yeah, it's so good. It's unreal. And then I bought for like $2.99 on GoDaddy, unrealdeli.com. And anyway, that's, it's Mrs. Goldfarb's unreal deli. So that's how it, like, it wasn't like I like made it. And I was like, this is a business. I'm going into the food industry. You know, it was like. I had to push and prod it a little bit, but thank God. That's so good. I love the, it's just like your energy behind it and your love for it. And you're like, I'm doing this. There's like the passion for like what it actually stands for. And just like, this is so good. And that energy just carried it. it Yeah, it really is all about the energy because people don't buy things. They, we buy each other, we buy energy, you know? So it's for sure. That's, that's what's really the pulse behind all this. Yeah, so good. And just such a, I work with, I know we didn't chat much before this, but I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and it's like, you know, we have, like you're saying, you're like, it's a hard year. There's so much. And the most important thing I personally think is that you actually love the thing you're doing enough that it, you know, really doesn't matter what else is going on, that you actually have that energy and that love for it. And yes, I'm curious, I'll just ask you, because you're like, it's kind of a hard year right now. Like what keeps you 
what keeps you going or what do you do when, you know, things aren't always in the golden sparkly era? For sure. That's definitely the most important question. There's a teaching that I love. It's like an old Jewish teaching and it's called Gamzu Latova. And it means it's all for the good. And it really literally means, I mean, there was this rabbi Gamzu and like they once said to him, like, how could, you know, like we wanted to ask you, like, how do you keep such a good attitude with the poverty and the this and all the negative things and children dying and whatever that you're going through? And he says, why did they have you come ask me? Like, meaning I'm living in such joy. I don't even realize that like these negative things are even taking place. So there's like this outlook where if it's not good now, it's going to be good right around the corner. And so I really work hard with that attitude that like it's all for the best. You know, the deal goes through. It doesn't go through. You know, you you gave it over. They heard it this way or they heard it that way. Like either way, if it's not good now, it's going to be good. And so to like kind of hold fast in that. And so that's gotten me through some crazy nights for sure. You know, some sleepless nights otherwise. So, yeah. Yeah. I work on that outlook. I also take a 25 minute walk every day with my dog in the middle of the day, like regardless of what's going on. I spend Shabbat with my family every week, which is like fully disconnected from like even like my phone, any anything for like 25 hours. So that's another like really good defrag for the system. That's um, amazing that you do that and make time for that. Because I can only imagine like I, I write this story in my own head, like I would be too busy to do something like that. And just to sure. hear sure. You're probably, you might be a little bit more busy than me to know that you can take that time and you make time for it is so people have been surveyed if they had an eighth day of the week like what they would do and and everyone answers across the board I do more dry cleaning pickups more like you know boring whatever stops that I don't care about and so it's like really a question like can we carve time out for ourselves you know and so I've just recently gotten like more observant with it with like not using my phone even and so that's like a whole nother level but it's really this day to have like this outlook that like, it's already all worked out. Like there's nothing that I could even do. Like I even have this mentality, like I already sold the business for a hundred million dollars. It's already all the most success has already happened. And that the success of the world and my children and, you know, like to have that outlook is like the most precious thing. And then to kind of guard it in the safety of being like home and doing inspired learning and having delicious meals and just being like fully, you know, at peace and present where you are. So that's like, that's really what it's all about. And if you can do that, even for two hours a day on Saturday, you're like winning at life and the more the better. So yeah. That's so huge. And that when you're, when you're sharing about that, it's like, that's life. Like all, like, that's what life is. What we're here to do is just enjoy family, be able to unplug, like things are going to happen anyway. Exactly. So good. Yeah. And if you like create that like peaceful state, it's like that like ricochets in the world. That's like your contribution to society, even if you can do that. So anyway, yeah. it's very meaningful. Yes. Yeah. It's so big. And I think it's something like to really be aware of and big on in the beginning too. Like for I know a lot of people listening to this are in the beginning stages of creating things that are taking a life of their own are gonna be really big and to create that time and that intention in the beginning because kind of like what you said when you get there when you are so busy it's gonna be just as hard at any point to take that time and unplug for yourself 100 yes did i'm curious in the was there a time when you weren't 
taking the time for yourself and just like fully yeah, in it. So I didn't grow up knowing anything about Shabbat. I didn't, I grew up like reform, but like not even knowing anything about it, I, uh, being Jewish, but knowing nothing about what anything even meant. And then mm-hmm. when I was in college, I started learning a little bit. And then I spent a year living in Israel after college. And there I just soaked up, much like Kathy, she lived there for quite some time also. Yeah. So much inspiration and like the holiest, sweetest people like oozing with generosity and kindness and and the deepest mystical teachings and but really boils down to kindness and joy and all that stuff. It's not like it's way up in the heavens. It's all about gladdening your own heart and those around you and all the right stuff. And so uh, that was when I started taking this on Shabbat and everything else. Yeah. But growing up, knew nothing of anything. I was like a Seinfeld and Bagels Jew. That's what I call so it. <laughs> Like that's cultural, um, barely that, you know. So yeah. yeah. It's so funny. I'm on this. I'm just I lived in. Do you know have you ever been to Squirrel Hill in Pittsburgh? I've heard yes, yes, yes. I used to live in Squirrel Hill and I worked at the kosher pizza shop and the kosher restaurant in town. Good. And my friends, I never, you know, I would just like run around and do whatever on the weekends, but my friends who would like I would always walk to their houses and hang out with them on the weekends when they were fully unplugged. And I was just like, this is so good but it's all like, we all need to be doing that so then here yeah. I am running around like on the weekends checking my email though I've gotten I know much, I know much, much better totally up until recently I would look at social media but not email and now I'm like I'm done with all of it but so that's like one way to step down from it like no email but like yeah. all right, a little social for you know a couple months and then ease out of even that so Kathy and I this past week because you brought up Kathy we were both really impacted by what happened in Israel. Mm-hmm. So we were like, let's double down and keep like an extra holy Shabbat. And that was when we like fully turned off our phones and we really immersed in learning. And we were both like, duh, this is for us the whole time. Like we're doing it like we're giving back and we're in solidarity. And we're like, no, 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 this is a gift to us, you know? And so it's really what it is taking this time. So it's not, you know, anyway, yes. Yeah. And when you turn your phone back on, everything's still, everything's still yeah, there. Everything's still shopping. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, well, what's going to happen if I yeah. put my phone off? So good. I, I love so that. Good. And just such an important message, too, because it's really life. I just love all the messages that you're sharing. And I would let's just sort of I'd love to hear a piece of advice or like what you would say to somebody who's really in the early stages of like, trying to figure it out, trying to make things work, like really in the grit. Of yeah. Things. I would say that's if, if they're like a real entrepreneur and trying to come up with their own thing, it's a, it's actually a Mark Cuban line, which is sales cures all. So if you can get some kind of buy-in, like you're not yet there offering it, have everything fully packaged up perfectly, but you have some version of it that you can get the buy-in, either the either get one customer that's actually paying you some cash dollars or Venmo or whatever, or just the intention that like, okay, they've seen the thing. And in three months when you've actually made their, they're for sure in that, that can carry you very far. It can carry you in your, the calls that you have with the people to source the thing, to make the thing. It can help you when you're putting out your social media messages. It helps you in your own psyche. It helps you in the next call with the guy. Oh yeah, I got these four customers and they're coming online in February. And I like it all, it helps you do all of the things. So get that first, like a little piece of buy-in, like put something out there, even if it's the sloppy version. I know mm-hmm. that's also a famous Kathy line, like put out the messy version just to try and get some buy-in and then keep retooling it until you get exactly. But so don't be afraid to start putting stuff out or you'll never put anything out. 
Yeah. So yeah. good. So don't, um, what I'm hearing is don't have the perfect website, the perfect social media, the perfect package, no. the perfectness, like no. get it, get it out no and share yes. it and sell it with the world. And don't work on a business plan. No one reads those. No one cares about those. Just get yourself some customers. So That's good. it. Yeah. Someone asked me about a business plan. I'm like, I don't have one and I've never, never done one, but I did a lot. I studied entrepreneurship in college actually. And yeah. we would just like business plan after business plan after business plan. And I'm like, I don't think people really do Most that people- anymore. So now yeah. I'm confirmed. <laughs> yeah. You're confirmed. I mean, definitely not the long form written one. There's one yeah. thing, there's something to having like a deck, but like yeah. don't work on the deck. The deck can put itself together, get the customers, everything else works out. Sales cures all. Sales cares all. Yeah. And we really have no idea what life something is going to take. Sure. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. I loved our short and sweet conversation. I'm just so inspired by you. I love, again, like the entrepreneurial part of your story, the I'm so glad that you touched on it because that was the part I felt so moved by of you actually taking time with your family, even though I'm sure you could be on emails every hour of the day if you wanted to. So just feel really grateful to have you on. And I hope that whoever is listening, that you guys are gaining so much from this. And I know your Unreal Deli Meat is in stores all over the place. So if you just want to share with people like, you know, where they can try it, how they can get connected, follow along and all that. Yeah. So on social media, we're just at Unreal Deli. And then our website, unrealdeli.com has a map locator. So whatever zip code you're in, it'll automatically tell you this is closest to you or that one. So, but yeah, Sprouts Nationwide and Publix and some Whole Foods, but soon to be more Whole Foods, some Albertsons and Kroger. So really all across Legman's. So anyway, you'll, you should find us near you. We also ship from our website, but yeah. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You created such a sweet space. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Have a beautiful rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Beautiful. Bye. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please share on Instagram and tag me. I can guarantee it will make my day to hear from you. If you want to stay in the loop for future episodes, make sure to subscribe. And as always, if this episode made you think of someone you love or you know someone who would benefit from listening, please send it their way. You never know how you can impact someone's life. Until next time.